last night slash this morning, I had a very strange dream that this cult leader was sending like people towards me, um, you know, trying to get me to be down with them in very like sick, sadistic ways. And I just kept like, because when you're close to God, you always know the plans of your enemies. So I just kept like dodging it, ducking it, dodging it, weaving out of every scenario that they set for me and they kept falling in it so finally at the very height of my dream someone handed me a phone and it was the cult leader but ironically it was somebody who I know which was weird um and they were like well we want you to join but you need to leave your god behind and I looked at the phone and I laughed and I was like Just because you don't believe in my God, that doesn't make my God not real. If anything, that makes you an enemy of me because you don't believe in my God. And God's enemies are my enemies. So the person was just like really mad. Like the more and more I kept talking about how good my God is and how trash they were, they just kept getting madder and madder. And then finally, I said like, why would I even want to join y'all? Look what y'all did to me. That's how y'all treat me. I'm not into that. I'm not into like sororities and fraternities where you're going to beat me and treat me like crap and then expect me that to join. Like, I think not. I think not. It doesn't work like that. I'm not into pain and punishment to be a part of some type of ritual or bond or bondage. That's not my style. If we can't just openly love each other and openly make our way into partnership, friendship, relationship... If it can't just be open and just out in public, then I don't want it. I have want nothing to do with you. So as I'm, I'm cursing the person out so bad on the phone and they hang up on me. Which brings me to today's topic, religion. Now I came up with this topic because recently God had told me that I need to work on an ebook called Obedience. And... Obedience is not a very frequently used word in my vocabulary. It's really not. Um, Because sometimes, I can't lie, like I am automatically set to follow God's plan for my life. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm perfect. And it doesn't always mean that God's plan is not going to come with some hiccups, some troubles, some lessons, some tests, sometimes damn near even near death. And... At first, when I was going through a lot of the stuff that I had been through the last couple of weeks or so, I was like, God, you know, I don't understand why you would do this to me. And the Holy Spirit guided me just mentally back to certain scriptures that I had read in the past. And it was like, well, remember when um, Abraham, right, was told to sacrifice his son Isaac. And... Even though it's like he didn't want to do it, he didn't believe in it, it didn't make sense. He was like, you know, God, how could you do this to me? What? Like, just like being irate about it. But it's like he was automatically set to follow the word of God. And because he trusted the word of God, God was like, all right, all right, all right. I'm playing, I'm playing. Wait, 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 stop, 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 stop now. <laughs> stop now. Okay, hold on. It was just a test. Get Isaac down. <laughs> Isaac, go play. Abraham, you know. Uh, Abraham, you've you've won. You've passed the test. Now I can bless you and your generations from, you know, generations and generations to come. 
scripture says that Abraham's generations will always be blessed. Why? Because of Abraham's faith and his God and his beliefs. Now, granted, to us, child sacrifice is absurd, right? But in their time, and even sometimes in today, we see a lot of like pedophilia uh, in the industries and stuff like that. There are still people who sacrifice people, places, and things to uh, the god Baal, right? But nobody cares about that god. Um, So that's why God was like, okay, well, I want to use what other people are doing to see if Abraham would do the same. You feel me? To see if he just going to follow follow along or to see if or just to see if he's just going to obey me period right I don't know the the mind of God but I'm just speculating so when he seen that he trusted it right he trusted it and he went forward to live on to be very you know happy abundant prosperous um you know and his generations was indeed it was indeed a legacy created his generations were indeed prosperous but every prophet or prophetess in the Bible all had some type of major test, right? Look at Job. I always talk about Job because I've been in a Job season for a very long time. I even had the enemy offer me a way out of Job's, of my Job season, and it ended up just being chaotic. But we'll save that for another episode. Um, but yeah, even in Job season, God stripped Job of everything, right? Just to see Job's loyalty. But really, it's just to see the person's heart. Same thing with Abraham. Like, when you have loyalty to someone or something or your God, if that person or your God tells you to do something or tell or or even just make something happen, and you just like, what the, right? Like, you're just so confused, you should trust that you should trust your God so much that you know that your God has done this for a bigger plan, a bigger purpose, right? A bigger, a way to make a way to your breakthrough. But when you don't trust your God, you try to like control things. You try to take things into your own hands. You create a mess all because you don't trust the direction that God is leading you. Why? It might be uncomfortable, it might be painful. It might cause you to have a mental breakdown. It might cause you to lose things, right? Like, who wants those feelings? Who wants to feel that suck feeling in life? Not many of us. If anything, none of us. However, when God is testing your heart, when God is testing your loyalty, God can do some things, because if you think about it, there has been plenty of times where God has given, you know, generations and lineages of people and family just to have them take that money and use it for evil, just to have their hearts end up not being who they said they were. Now, granted, of course, God knows that God is all knowing. However, it's like these people, they find ways to cultivate even more business and generate even more money. That is like, it becomes very hard to take it all away, right? Like, we're talking about sometimes even globally, these people have money. So it it becomes very hard. And then because they're, because other people are so tempted by money, that's why money is the root of all evil, not 
evil is the root of money. Money is the root of all evil because people will do things for money that is very evil. Like once somebody hears, once the seed of money is planted into somebody's mind, spirit, they will do anything they have to do to get the money because that's just the type of world that we live in. We live in a world where people are lovers of the world. So therefore, if they want comfortability, if they want, you know, some money or if they want houses, cars, they rent paid, they bills paid, they're going to do whatever they need to do for money just to go along to get along. But the God that we serve does not care about Caesar's restrictions, right? Scripture says that we are to follow the laws of the land. That's 100% true. So if you have to pay taxes, if you have to pay, you know, like your rent and your bills and stuff, that's true. You have to do what you need to do. However, when it comes up to your, your loyalty, your loyalty to God, which is to me, I feel like people don't want to admit it. A lot of people don't want to admit it, but I felt like the the bat juice was uh, either it either it was the mark of the beast or it was a like a, a, a preview of the mark of the beast. And unfortunately, a lot of people succumb to it. a lot of people. Their own, their sole argument was, I don't want to lose my job. I can't lose my job. I can't do this. I can't do that. And then God ended up making it be to where a lot of people who said that end up losing their jobs anyway. They end up quitting that job anyway. They end up not wanting to be there anyway, or that job laid people off, right? Like it, it doesn't matter how we try to take control. When God is testing your heart, which God tested the heart of many at that time, like People not wanting to hang around a family, people not wanting to to support others who were like really saying like, no, I'm, I'm going to stand up. Like, I'm going to say that this is wrong because it is wrong. It's like just because people were lovers of the world, just because they wanted to travel, they wanted to go out to eat. It's like they were willing to sell their soul. Selling your soul is going against your moral code. Is not is that it's not always sat- satanic rituals. The moment that you start to go against your moral code, you are open and susceptible for satanic rituals to help you join uh, cults and sacrifices and, and rituals and stuff like that. You're open to it because you have made a dent or a mark in your spirit. Right? So you'll you at this point you'll be down for anything. It's like somebody who commits a crime. When people commit a crime and get away with it, they don't mind doing another crime or the same crime again because they kind of are getting a kick out of it, right? But scripture says that if I set you free from something, right, if I deliver you from something, whether that be an addiction, a lifestyle, whatever it is, if I set you free from it and you return back to it or you get tempted back by it, it's going to come back seven times worse. It's going to bring you down seven times worse. It's going to come back seven times stronger, right? God rested on the seventh day. So that means that at that point, God is not going to jump to rescue you because God had already delivered you out of it. But we are so weak to our flesh, to our eyes, to our hedonistic ways that we will just easily give up or give in to the things of the world. Even if we are truly against it, right? Like 
when that situation happened in particular, it just made me see how many people really don't think for themselves, how many people have herd mentality. You can't have herd mentality and believe in God. But yet these are the same people who will challenge me on my beliefs. But I'm like, yeah, but God has blessed me though. I didn't work for two years and I, by the grace of God, I had a home. I had food. I had provisions like God provided for me. I didn't do anything because I couldn't do anything. God provided for me and I was safe and I was okay. And people who loved me, they came, they helped, they supported me in whatever way, shape or form. Even if it was just to come to my house to chop it up, just to gain some wisdom and leave. Right? Like, religion, religion, on the other hand, of spirituality, which is where I am more focused on, religion is a set of rules, traditions, rituals, cultural beliefs, feast days that people are, like, you can attune to, pretty much. You can attune to a religion by just adapting their beliefs, their cultures, their customs, their clothing and their traditions and just following their feasts, right? There's millions and quadrillions of religious people on the world. But these are the same people who on judgment day, God is going to say, you know, like, get away from me. I never knew you. And they're going to say, oh, but I prophesied in your name. Oh, but I healed the sick and I did this and I did that. Yeah, but I never knew you. You never took time out to get to know me. You never sought out for me. You just did whatever this this religion told you to do. But you didn't ask me if I wanted you to heal that person. You didn't ask me if I wanted you to help that person. You didn't ask me if I wanted that person's money to circulate through the church. You didn't ask me if I wanted you to get into that partnership with that person. You didn't ask me anything. You just hurried up and joined because you heard money and your soul got giddy. But you under a religion that believes in me? How does that work? Because then I would have told you, hey, that partner that you're about to go into business with, don't go into business with them because they're about to get hit with a Rico. Hey, that, that wife that you're about to marry... Yeah, maybe you shouldn't marry her because you've already seen that she is sneaky and manipulative and knows how to play you. And what she's going to do is she just wants to trap you for your money, turn around, get pregnant by anybody, say it's your baby, lock you down into a marriage. And now when you find out that it's not your child and that she has deceived you, it's going to be too late. You've already intertwined your whole life with this woman and now you're in bed with the devil. Yeah. Oh, that job that you wanted to work at? Yeah, see, if you would have prayed to me and asked me about joining a corporation, I would have told you that there is a bunch of undercover people working in that corporation and they're about to bring it down. And you might not want to be a part of that. Like, that's how God works in spirituality because in spirituality, you're more open to the different ways that God can communicate with you. You're more open to the signs. You're more open because your mind has grown past your mind and your spirit has grown past the construction of oh only going to the bible for the word or oh oh, god only speaks to the through the bible no what god has spoken to me through movies through songs through time through people through i mean anything through animals the sky the clouds anything god has spoken to me in all kinds of ways along my journey 
So how can you as a religious person, and again, a lot of religious people also fall prey to cults because of that herd mentality, that cult mentality, like, like here's our belief and we all believe in it and we swear by it and we're going to join in blood and blood, blood in and blood out. Like that's where a lot of gangs come from. A lot of gangs, they think that they created it on their own, but no, they really are inspired by a lot of Freemasonry secret societies who like pretty much prop these gangs into the communities to terrorize them. Like, like, and that's a whole nother episode. This stuff is perpetuated on purpose. If you think about it, it's all the same. Even the media, the media is a cult. That's why you don't hear channels like mine going national or going global, international. It is, it it does play. I do see that I have people all over the world, but you don't see me like on the billboards and this and that yet. Why? Because we live in a very satanic world where everybody believes in the dollar. They believe in the money because they are lovers of money. They are lovers of Caesar. There always has to be some type of Caesar. There's always some type of some type of big, huge leader, some type of hierarchy. That's not how it works for God. For With God, it's only God. It's only God. And if you are a Christian like I am, then you would know Jesus is God. Like They're all the same. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, they're all the same. They're just all the three different versions. They are literally what we are. God represents our spiritual body, right? Our spiritual body who who we are overall, including our human body, including our spirit, including our hearts and our souls. Jesus represents our physical body, right? The physical, God being reincarnated in physical form, hands, feet, nails, eyelashes, eyes, hair, right? The Holy Spirit is our our breath. It's our It's our way. It's our being. It's our truth. It's, again, our spirit, our aura, right? It's, it's the truth. It's the, the air that God breathed into Adam's, no, Adam's nostrils. That is the Holy Spirit. It's God's breath, which is why we have power, power in our tongue, right? Power of our minds. How you think is, is how your life shall be. How you speak is, is power, right? That's why in the English language, they call it spelling, because you can cast spells on yourself or others through the power of that breath that God gave you, right? So for me, and at least in my beliefs, all my God is one God. My God is so sovereign, so great, so bountiful that my God comes in any way, shape, or form, which is why, again, God can speak to me through all kinds of channels, all kinds, radio, TV, uh, Instagram sometimes. I mean, how many times have you scrolled on Instagram and you seen a post that was exactly related to your life at the exact time? I mean, come on. Right? And you know when it's from God because it's usually positive. It's either it's positive or it's true or it's kind or all three at once. That's how you know when you're getting a sign from God. If there's anything else, you know, I, I, I would be very wary about that. God is not going to tell you to to do some wild stuff and then, and then you actually go through it. No, because then that would be God tempting you. God does not tempt us. The devil tempts us. The evil one tempts us. It is super important 
for people of all religious backgrounds, all spiritual backgrounds to come together and unite to really start to see that we're all believing, we all want to believe in the same thing. That's just the bottom line. And I know some people might not like that, but it's true. Humans have a natural way where they want to believe in something. Why? That is to me, that breath that we have, that spirit that we have, it's calling to God. But due to circumstances, traumatic experiences, traumatic religious experiences, and worse, people will want anything else except to believe that there is a God who wants them to suffer. God does not want us to suffer. However, if we are going to be in this life where we are with other people who are on different walks of their own journey and they're going through their own things and stuff like that, solely it is human against human why we suffer. It's not just that God, you know what I'm saying? God wants us to suffer. No, if we are going through a test or a trial from God, it's usually big, huge, uncontrollable. There's nothing that you can do about it, right? That's how you know when a test is from God. You're literally paralyzed and you have to just wait on God to get the answers. But most of the transgressions that make us not want to believe in God were caused by another human. So why are we punishing God? Even atheists who claim not to believe in a God, well, you must believe in God because you have to believe in God in order to say that God is not real. Two, if you believe in science, and even science has now proven that there is some form of God through the vibrations that are in the plants and animals, just period. Just by the way that they're created, they're intricate beings, their intricate way. Then you would know that believing in science is believing in God. Science, what science really is, is science is not a, a, a God. Science is just an explanation of God's characteristics, whether in humans whether in animals, plants, the sea, the water, the clouds, the sky, is just for us looking for answers, looking for us to, it's just us looking for a way of understanding the environment around us. But science is not a God. And that's why a lot of people who solely depend on science don't get healed, whether that be spiritually or physically, because you have to know that it has to work all together. It has to work all together. So that science, that medicine, plus you believing in the strength and power of God, plus you being positive and being in a state of gratitude, right? And and giving thanks, all those things combined can give you a better outcome that you're looking for. But if you solely believe, oh, science saved me, well then you're making science your God. And when God sees that you're making other gods your God, God allows your God to ruin you. That, that, that is scripture. I believe that that might be in the very beginning. Um, is that Deuteronomy? No. I think it might be in Genesis when the Hebrews were lusting after other gods again. And God was like, all right, bet. I'm going to give you over to them. And then they started suffering. They started going through plagues. They started seeing a lot of loss and death and grief. And 
then they were calling out like, God, God, you know, like, like help us or whatever. And God was like, oh, where's y'all, where's y'all, where's y'all wooden God now? Where's y'all golden calf now? You know, what can they do? <laughs> like, yo, I'm telling you, if you really read the Bible, it's, it's mad drama and static in there. <laughs> but I'm glad that I read it because I got to really see God's personality. Like, God is mad cool. Even when things are tough. Like, sometimes I really just sit back and kick it and I just be chopping it up with God. Like, I'll watch a movie and I'll be chopping it up with God. Like, man, I see why you made me choose this movie. I see what to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, God is all inspiring. God is all motivational. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you are to prosper you and not to harm you. So when I see, you know, like these Jim Jones cults and stuff like that, I'm like, well, what happened? How did you guys not remember God's word? Are okay because y'all got, oh, because y'all turned away from the scripture and got captivated by, by the, the essence, right? Somebody's passion, somebody's uh, vigor. But that could also play us, you know? Scripture says man's heart is deceitful. Because somebody could come and tell us what we want to hear, and all of a sudden, that's it. It's a wrap. They got us. Boom. Gotcha. Now they could control you. They could tell you what to do. They could make your life a living hell. Why? All because they captivated our hearts. But they captivated our hearts with lies. And somebody can't hold a lie for but so long. Somebody can't pretend to be somebody else for but so long. Like, their true colors are going to come out eventually. And... You have to decide, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to decide whether you're going to stay involved or not. And then two, you really got to decide, like, are you going to continue to fall prey to the lust and, and temptation of the world? A lot of people are worldly. You could tell when somebody is worldly because they never have nothing spiritual to give you. It's only either they're showing off their earthly things or... Or they even just only talk about earthly things. But you could tell, right? It's supposed to be iron sharpens iron. If I'm talking to somebody and they're worldly, they're going to get pissed off with me because I'm like, I'm like a saw cutting down their wood. Right? Like, not on purpose, but just because of my essence, just because I carry the fruit of the spirit. That's why scripture also tells us to be equally yoked. If you're walking on a, a positive path, sometimes bringing, you know, those worldly people with you who are not ready to walk that path, it could bring you back down. Because when, ta- when times are hard and you don't hear from God and the Holy Spirit is like being quiet because the Holy Spirit is probably ordered to be quiet just to see what you was going to do. You're going to start turning to your friends, your family, your coworkers, whoever for advice and stuff. But... If that person is not on your path, they cannot give you the advice. You need to just be patient and wait on God. Or if you're a religious person, you might go to the pastor or the priest or the bishop, and they might give you advice from their own worldly perspectives, which is why we are not to lean on man. It says lean not on your own understanding. My ways are not your ways. 
So that means that the only person that can help us majority of the time is God. Because God is the only one who knows the plan for your life. God is the only one who knows the direction that your life is going to. But if you are only focusing on religion or religious beliefs, you might miss it. Right? There's a lot of Christians who I know who have the hardest time with forgiveness. And I'm like, well, how do you say our father? And sometimes people even say our father every day and have the hardest times with forgiveness. How does that work? If you can't forgive, no matter how serious or how bad the, trans- the transgression was, so that means that you're sitting before God and you're telling God that you're perfect, you never did nothing wrong, you never sinned, you never hurt nobody, you never let nobody down. That's how it is when you, have, when you are unforgiving. When you're unforgiving against people, what happens is, is that it's literally like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Because God is judging you. God is judging your God body. He's judging the state of your God body. Hmm, Are you going to use this power that you now have because you were wronged to do more wrong, to try and get vengeance, which is supposed to be mine, mind your business? Or are you going to trust me to avenge it, trust me to make it right, and you just be in peace and you just be kind and courteous? That's how God looks at us. And that's why, again, a lot of religious people get upset when God gives me the download, like that God's spirit, some, most of the time is not in there unless there's a chosen one or a saint or saints in that place, which can happen, but it can also be very rare. You can't just be one saint, two saints, which is, that's the reality. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Sometimes it's just one or two saints in a whole church of hundreds and hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people for the mega churches, one or two saints, and the Holy Spirit will be there. The Holy Spirit sifts through the churches, but the Holy Spirit doesn't get to stay in the church because the church does not inspire many people to fully change. In order for a church to inspire somebody to change, They have to be real. They have to say what's real. They have to tell people, hey, you know, if God is punishing you in your life, you need to see where you have demonic strongholds. So if you are having premarital sex, yeah, that could be a problem. If you have addictions to anything, if you're waking up and the first thing that you do is is jump on the game or jump on some somebody or jump you know, jump into some, some, some criminal activity or jump into, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you're addicted to, jump into some drugs, then you have now made that, that drug, that person, that place, you have made that thing your God. And adultery is a sin against God. So that's how you are allowing God in your, you know, that's how you are allowing these demonic forces to destroy you. It's by your own workings, your own doings. If the first thing you do is jump up and slander somebody, talk down about somebody, gossip about somebody, now you have that spirit on you. The Holy Spirit is going to run. The Holy Spirit is going to run and go to somebody who really wants it. Go to somebody who really wants peace, peace of mind, calmness. Right? Because those same people who have those those tongues of, of gossip and slander are the same ones who can have deadly rage, deadly anger. 
the scripture says there's nothing worse than to be a friend of somebody who is capable of something like that. They could be the most dangerous people for themselves and for you. Right? But that's why, again, you know, some people get inspired to change because usually they have a, either a chosen one that's a pastor or a chosen one that's a minister or a deacon. They have somebody in that church that is like, no, here's the word. Yeah, we come on Sunday or Saturday for inspiration, but here's the scripture. Here's how you're supposed to live. Try this as a, as a, uh, a treatment plan. Try this. Try this as your prescription. Try this for about you know three to six months and let me know what happened. I'll, I'll stay in contact with you. Right? That's how you know some real godly person is around because they're going to use God's word to help heal that person, even if the person may not like it. When there is strife among siblings, that is against scripture. Why? Because Christ at, Christ says that you are to forgive your siblings 77 times and as many times after that. You are not to be jealous. You are not to be envious. So many times I used to go to church and I would have deaconess and 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 other women who are at the hierarchy of the church grilling me, grilling my shoes, grilling my hair. Meanwhile, I'm in there crying and crying because I just got moved by the word. Right? Envy, green eye, greed, evil eye, like all those things are really against scripture. But they're not going to tell you those things in church because people don't want to really monitor their ways. That's too hard to do. Trying to survive in this world where you're on a constant wheel of survival, right? It's like the moment that you take two days off work, your boss is losing their crap. And now you feel the anxiety. You never want to take off again. But now you need to take off because you need spiritual restoration. And you can't do that all the time being bogged down by work and by responsibilities. You need time. But because you don't have time, which again is on purpose, like back to that cult and 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 uh you know societal secret societal type of lifestyles and rituals that's a ritual that that they put on us because we are even in captivity here in America we are still in captivity so to see people crying about you know being killed by the police or to see family strife or to see um to see that people are struggling, hungry, homeless. All those things are on purpose. It's not by accident. No, it's because the people who the people who don't want to play the game with Caesar, Caesar's going to punish them some way, shape, or form. So, for example, whether you don't want to be in a gang, but, you, but your mother or your father can't afford to move you out into a better neighborhood, then it's like, it, it's just set up that way for you to fail. No matter how much of a good person you are, no matter how much you stay out of trouble, trouble is always going to be around because that's just sometimes how it is. But when you believe in God, God is going to show you a way out or God is going to show you how to survive even in the worst place, at least until there's a way out. Right? Who to associate with and who not. There's plenty of people who get vibes. They get around certain people. They hear what certain people say. But just because they want to be around this person, whether that be for money, for likes, for clout, for hype, like whatever reason they choose to still be around this person, 
it's like they they would rather sell their soul than just say, you know, I know everybody else loves you, but, you know, I just, you know, I, I just, I, I like my people. I like my friends or whatever they will say. You know what I'm saying? They'll just go along to get along when really it's some wicked stuff. Like I always look at some people who are connected to people who do evil. And I mean evil, like wrong, you know, wrong, lies, you know, gossiping that can like change someone's life, like just wrong, you know, people who steal, people who kill kinds of stuff. And I look at the people who are hanging around them. And again, this is not like, I'm not talking about like petty crimes and stuff like selling weed or credit card stuff. I'm not, I'm not talking about stuff like that. I'm talking about like, like just betrayal type, type vibes, you know, I think that when those people still hang around people who do those type of things, it's just going to show, like, you just open. You open, and there's no way that God can really show you nothing because, again, you're just following along. you following the herd, and this herd is being led into a slaughter. But when you follow Jesus, when you follow God's words, you will begin to say to yourself, like, okay, i seen this scripture. I know if somebody is doing these things, if they don't have the fruit of the Spirit— then, hmm, you know, maybe I should be a little weary of them. That's how a lot of people get in trouble that have nothing to do with them because they're followers, followers of men. And we're uh, men who, after this life, can become nothing. Their soul can literally return to the heavens or go to hell. How could you follow man? What can man do for you? Nothing. Because you're still going to have to pay the price of, of your sins, whether that be in the physical or in the spiritual. You still have to pay. So it's just very important, you know, even if you... Because, for example, I started off religious, and because I started off religious, it didn't work for me. It actually kind of traumatized me. Religion traumatized me because it was creating a disconnect between me and God. Because I wasn't sh- sure, like, how come it feels like there's hypocrisy in the scriptures how come you say this here and then here you change it how come you know the 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 pastor or the priest could be these nasty people and they still get in thousands of people to come sit in church and and look for you how come you know these people could lie and get away with it like i literally just was having a hard time like i was so abused uh by religion that i just didn't go to church after a certain time just for a long long period because I couldn't deal with it anymore until I finally got into spirituality and I heard the call that God had for me. I heard God call out for me. And I remembered the Holy Spirit. I remember how the Holy Spirit had brought me through a lot of things. And I remembered, I started to learn the teachings of Jesus Christ and I would remember them when I was in need. And that is how my spirituality increased and increased and increased. So when I look at people who don't understand my spirituality I'm just like well that's okay like just because you see that I'm suffering or in a season of suffer in my heart though I'm at peace yeah maybe it might not be the most favorable and maybe you might look at me and think I'm having a fall from grace but when God is looking at me he looking at me like I'm about to bring you real low 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 and have all your enemies sit at your table and watch everything get taken away Watch everything, all this old stuff get taken away, taken away, taken away. And while they sitting down and they enjoying the show, I'm about to give you the ultimate feast you ever seen in your whole life. You the, you the queen, you this, you that, here goes this, here goes that. Literally preparing the table before my enemies. 
Meanwhile, they thinking I'm suffering. I'm at, I'm at peace. I'm getting to know God more and more because I'm not distracted by the world. I'm not distracted by bills. I'm not distracted by trying to be at, in this toxic work environment or work culture where there's, a, where there's queen bees and king bees and everybody needs to follow them to save your job. No, I don't care about y'all. Y'all losers. Y'all are losers to me. I don't care about what, what men do. If God be for me, who can be against me? Nobody, because at any point in time, God could take those people off the map altogether. And then what? I'm still be worrying about them? No, that's not me. That's not my style. If you don't love me, if you don't support me, if you don't see that I'm going through a hard time and I need love and support and not malice, anger, and, and, and to feel discarded, then that's just on you. That's cool. My God does not discard me. My God does not leave me. My God does not abandon me. My God does not feel like like they need to to dangle something in my face and, and take it away and try to teach me a lesson. My God does not teach me lessons like that. My God does not teach me lessons where it's 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 for the love of man. It's because I want I want this job. I want this house. I want this friend. No, God is not going to do that to me. But that's what religion will teach you. Religion teaches this herd mentality where people feel like, oh, well, I'm the queen bee. I'm, I'm this and I'm that and I have this and I have that. I've seen so many people say that and be so stuck up and I watched them have a fall from grace and never get brought back up ever again. I've seen it. So when they look at me having my, my job season, they look at me and they laugh and they point their fingers, but you can only laugh and point fingers for but so long. God's about to bring me up. It was just for me to see the true colors of those around me. That was the that was the soul that that's the type of God that I serve. Oh my yo, God is good. That God is amazing. That is the sole purpose of most of my tests, most of the time. It's like, oh, because you love these people so much, I'm about to take everything away from you, and I'm going to Look, I'm going to show you how they're going to treat you when I take everything away from you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you, because people who really love you are going to be with you, whether you have have it all or not, whether you have your damn mind or not, whether you, whether you have money to offer them or not. So I'm going to show you what real loyalty looks like, because I'm going to be here for you through the whole time. I'm going to provide for you through the whole time. But these people who you love, 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 and this and that, I'm going to show you how they really feel about you. And I'm going to show you this table that you that you sitting at right now that looks desolate and all your enemies are sitting here and laughing at you. I'm about to show you who was laughing. You can't get that in religion. What? <laughs> You can't, you can't hear God like that in religion. Why? Because you're only hearing God through the pastor. You're only hearing God through the priest. You're only hearing God through whatever the Sunday message is. I hear God on a daily basis. There's sometimes that I could be recording, and as I'm recording, I'm hearing the Holy Spirit tell me something. So, let this message serve as a public service announcement for everyone to strengthen your faith in God. Strengthen your relationship with God by getting to know him through the scriptures. 
but then also letting letting it be to have an open mind. An open mind is wisdom. Is the ability to see bigger and greater, but only God can really give you that wisdom when you're ready. A lot of people are are just starting out. Even if they've been, you know, quote unquote Christians for 50, 60 years, a lot of people are just starting out on their journeys. Just starting to realize, oh, I never really knew God, huh? No, because there's no way that you live in a life just all in sin and then you saying that you know God. No, if God is abandoning you and God is doing certain things to you, God is trying to teach you a lesson so that you stop thinking that you can control things, thinking that these people that you're connected to can help you or hold you down. These people can't do nothing because once they turn their back on you, what you're going to have? Nothing. Only depend on God. Only see God. But we have a hard time doing that because we don't see God. But that's where spirituality comes in. The priest is not God. The priest is not father. Your own father is not even your father. We are, we are born to our parents, but we are literally, it's borrowed. You get borrowed children from God. They are God's children, which is why if you treat your children wrong or harsh or poorly, you will get punished. God does not play. But religion will have you thinking that you could just do whatever, come to, come to Sunday worship, and then leave Sunday worship and feel rejuvenated and restored and go back Sunday night and go back to your lifestyle and live it out crazy again. Right? So develop this, the spiritual side. Develop the spiritual side. The religious side is important because it's going to teach you the structure. It's going to teach you structure. It's going to teach you roles. It's going to teach you about prophets. It's going to teach you about God's word. But if you really, really want to know God, if you really want to be in a relationship with God as the head, as your head, Develop that spiritual side. Look for signs, you know? Sometimes God would just put the sign right in your face. Pray, talk to God. And it shouldn't only be this, this corny prayer where you go you go on your knees and you go and say some prayer that you heard all the, you know, you done heard and it been passed down from time to time again. No, what's your own prayer? What do you want to say to God? What's some questions that you have? What, what's, what's one thing in nature that you just don't understand and you want God to answer? Ask God. Ask. A lot of people say that people with aqua moons have, have God complex. I don't have a God complex. I just understand the mind of God. When God tells me things, I can understand. Like I said, even if it's not always in the most benefit for me at the time, it's hard A lot of the lessons that I've had to learn are hard, but through communicating with God, I understand. I get the wisdom. I get the quirkiness. (laughs) Like, I get it. You know? I get it. It's not that I I am perfect and that I'm just, you know, just all-knowing and this and that. Nah, I know nothing at all. I know nothing. Any wisdom that I got, I got it from God. I didn't steal. I don't go on people podcast or people channel or people website and stuff and steal from them. No, I don't do that. That's crazy. But, but I ask God, hey, 
how come <laughs> that's literally how I talk hey how come you allowed Solomon to have all these wives but yet scripture says in the beginning that men was only supposed to have one wife kings especially was supposed to have one wife I don't understand what this is about and God showed me well no did I really allow Solomon to have the wives look at the scriptures oh got it see it never really said that okay I see it yeah yeah, because you need to read the scriptures with spiritual eyes to see. Because sometimes the story will just tell you something just in plain black and white. But really, there's so much more to it. Like I said in our Queen Esther episode, God's name wasn't mentioned not once. But doesn't God save his people? Didn't Esther save her people? God is all in that story. So anyways, I love you all. And again, I hope that this was thought-provoking And I hope it inspires you to develop more of your spiritual side. Love you all until next time.